0: Happy anniversary baby got you on my mind Happy anniversary
1: baby got you on my mind Well, welcome to episode number 124 of Taken With You for June 19, 2011. Happy anniversary, Amy.
2: Happy anniversary, husband.
1: 25 big years, and we're celebrating
0: today. Gorgeous girl, then I got down on my knee Asked her dad for her hand and if she would marry me She said, I'd like to share my life But hey, I don't do this for free There must be 50 ways to keep your lover She said to me, hey, it's really nice to be pursued Furthermore, I hope you're blessed by my feminine attitude Just remember that you're no longer a bachelor, you see. And there's 50 ways to keep your lover. Yeah, 50 ways to keep your lover. Just scratch my back, Jack. Put up the seat, Pete. You fill me with joy, Roy. And then you'll keep me. I get the last word, nerd. Just need to be heard, sir. Listen to me, Lee And then you'll keep me Just scratch my back, Jack Put up the seat, Pete Fill me with joy, Roy And then you'll keep me I get the last word, nerd Just need to be heard, sir Listen to me That it's pleasing to see you try and understand The differences between a woman and the nuances of man I said I didn't realize that it would take so much work There must be over 50 ways She said why don't we live a long, long time Roll all together slowly and live out our lives just fine And then... I realized that she was my gift divine There must be 50 ways to keep your lover 50 ways to keep your lover Just scratch my back, Jack Put up the Pete. Fill me with joy, Roy And then you'll keep me I get the last word, nerd Just need to be heard, sir Listen to the CD, fill me with joy, Roy, and then you'll keep me. I get the last word, nerd, just need to be heard,
3: sir.
0: Listen to me, Lee, and then you keep me.
1: Well, there you go.
2: <laughs> There's You know what? That's a a goofy song, but there's a lot of truth in that song.
1: Yes, there is. You know,
2: you can keep me just fine if you scratch my back at night and make me tea in the morning. Too
1: much information.
2: And make sure you put the toilet seat down after. (laughs) Yeah. It's no fun going for a dunk early in the morning. A what? What? What A dunk? A dunk? When you you go... in- okay, never mind. Yeah. Let, let's rewind that.
1: No, you're okay. That's, <laughs> no, that's no okay. you're you're fine.
2: You know, you just don't like to swim in the toilet bowls. What? That's
1: true. Yeah. That's true. Well, here we are celebrating our twenty five years. I can't believe
2: I said that. I must married. be really tired today.
1: <laughs> well, you know, you take the good, you take the bad. And that's the facts of life. The facts of life.
2: all right Do I see another parody song coming on or something? No, no.
1: But uh yeah, we've we've seen a lot of different things over the last quarter of a century, haven't we?
2: Oh, yeah, you know, um, I I can't wait till we have great-grandkids and we can say, yeah, I remember the day when there weren't personal computers in the home and when people didn't walk around with cell phones and, yeah.
1: I like how you do an imitation <laughs> of an old person's voice.
2: How'd I do? You, you, you're doing pretty good, honey. <laughs> what? What? <laughs> Turn up my herring aid herring aid, I eat fish.
4: <laughs> you eat fish. Herring
1: aid.
2: Herring aid. Oh no. <laughs> yeah, well this this is if
1: this is any indication how the <laughs> show is gonna go, we're in big trouble. But we know oh, we no. heard from a lot of great listeners that um uh, sent in a comment oh, good. for I our haven't. show. You haven't heard heard them all so I've
2: been gone for work most of the week, so I haven't I know it's been a
1: crazy, crazy week. I I signed up for that Elance thing, mm-hmm. you know, and I've been busy. And plus, we started a big project with uh, Steph and Sonic over in Australia, mm-hmm. and uh, all of a sudden, I've got more work than so, I can handle. It's yeah,
2: just... lately you've had like four hours sleep a night, and you know, go to bed at midnight.
1: And it's or, it's or all Stefan's and... fault. It's all your fault, Stefan. <laughs>
2: no, we we appreciate Stefan.
1: This is all I knew about Australia before I met
0: Stephanie. Yeah. Well,
2: and then there's Crocodile Dundee movie. You saw that, didn't you? And Steve Irwin.
1: Well, yes. when he was alive.
4: Aww.
2: <laughs> That's sad. We
4: love here, here Steve Irwin movies. Do you come
1: from the land down under? I bet, I bet you people in Australia just don't like this song yeah.
2: Actually heard an interview with the the guy that started the the m- movies that they hired Steve Irwin to be in. Crikey! The kind of National Geographic kind of things that they yeah. hired Steve Irwin for. Yeah. He was interviewed on the Women Talk Sci-Fi.
1: Oh, you like that podcast? Don't I you? do.
2: You need to download more episodes for me, though.
1: I think I've downloaded all the episodes they have. So
2: Uh-oh. That means i listened to all of them.
1: Yeah, it does. I have
2: to admit, ladies, if you ever listen to this...
1: And they're from the land down under. They're
2: from the land down under. I have to admit, though, that I don't get really any of the shows that you talk about Doctor who in because I've only seen, like, maybe half an episode.
1: Yeah, we're not Doctor Who fans.
2: No. I, I tried. I tried, but I guess, I guess you have... I mean, there's a lot of Americans that are into Doctor Who. I just couldn't get into it. Yeah. The one that I saw reminded me of like a um, Power Rangers Power episode. Power Rangers yeah. episode, yeah. and I didn't really care for Power they Rangers. They get
1: better from what I understand. Now, I'll have to jump into it okay. here. Okay. The last few seasons, I guess, have been really good. But then you talk to a Doctor Who fan, they think all of them were good. So yeah. I don't know. You know, I just, like I said, we just never watched it. But well, we so. had,
2: you know, here in the U.S., there's a lot of people that were Power Ranger fans. Matter of fact, talking about a little marriage stressor, this is a marriage program, Okay. for years and years, um, I was really selective with what television I let my children watch. We didn't have, we had like two fuzzy channels that came in to our house, and we would go to the library videos, and you know, I'd let the kids get educational videos, and we had Disney videos and stuff they'd watch from time to time, but I didn't want them watching a lot of violent children you know like cartoons yeah and it wasn't until a couple years ago that i found out that if i was away from home that that you would watch the power rangers with the kids <laughs> and it's like oh, no, fighting no, no, the whole no, time no no
1: no you've got the story all okay. wrong okay
2: how how did it work
1: i watched the show every day where i worked <laughs> okay. every morning i watch uh, uh, power rangers
2: and so if you watched our our son at the radio station or something. Then he watched them with you. It's true. Okay, I I was trying to figure out how did this happen because well we had really fuzzy TV too. So anyway.
1: Yeah, it grew mold on it. Yeah. No, we didn't have a TV. That's why. Well, well we was, had one. It, it was
2: two. We had we got two really fuzzy. I remember watching Star Trek: The UHS. Next
1: Generation for the first time when we got uh, was it cable or satellite or, or we went to somebody's house. And I couldn't believe how clear the picture was because we got it on this fuzzy little fuzzy thing.
2: little bunny ears. I always thought
1: that was just normal, but it's kind of like that that uh, the philosopher uh, is it who who did that? Was it Plato that did the allegory of the cave? Who was who did that?
2: I'm not sure.
1: Where if okay, well this is I the don't theory. Know what you're talking okay, about. well this is really nerdy, but this is the theory. The allegory of the cave is if a man was um, chained to a chair or tied to a chair in a cave and facing the wall and if all he saw were the shadows of of all his life saw the shadows of people walking by he would consider that an ama- that that reality but then when he turned around when they finally turned him around and he'd see them in real detail he'd be amazed mm-hmm. it's the allegory of the cave kind of thing so he's
2: so in other words that what some people think is reality isn't reality. isn't reality but just, it's the only reality they've known
1: Because they're seeing it through their own eyes Mm -hmm. or their own glasses. What they've
2: seen from their... Filters.
1: Yeah. So, wow. Nerdy and deep Hmm. philosophical discussions on our 25th wedding anniversary podcast.
2: Well, that's what's kept us married so long.
1: (laughs) Talking about... And speaking of that, um, I know one of the reasons that you wanted to marry me and you love being married to me is because of the massive amounts of songs that I've written.
2: Well, you courted me through playing um, the piano at the, um, what do you call it, the cent- the music center at the college we went to? Yeah. You would take me into this room where they had these um, piano. Whoa, whoa, don't share all
1: these details.
2: There was no details to pl- say other than you played the piano for me.
1: Hubba,
0: hubba.
2: But you played it very well and nice very practice romantically. practice room. Practice room. <laughs> <practicing>. Yeah, no. <laughs>
1: And I play beautiful music. Like well,
2: it,
5: music. and
1: here's a song I wrote just last week that I know you really, really love. This is one of your favorite songs ever.
4: Oh. 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 I'm Deckard Blade Runner. He say you Blade Runner.
6: Have you ever retired a human by mistake?
7: Indulge me. Firing the angels tell, deep thunder rolled around their
8: shores, burning with the fires of all humans.
9: It's not an easy thing to meet your maker.
0: Do you like our owl?
10: It's artificial. Of course it is expensive.
5: Very
3: we call it void Tom for short. Not an easy man to see.
11: Replicants are like any other machine. They're either a benefit or a hazard. They're a benefit,
12: it's not my problem.
7: What's your problem?
1: So, do androids dream of electric sheep, Amy?
2: You know, you got me on that one. (laughs)
1: You don't even know what that reference is from, do you? No,
2: I. Well, just because I read your posts on Facebook <laughs> is the only reason why. Oh,
1: so that's how it is.
2: Yeah, I stalk you on Facebook to find out. So
1: my on, musical yeah. style has changed over the years a little bit.
2: Um. Well, I. You know, I don't know. You've always had a very eclectic musical style. I guess you would say that you. How like about to- taste?
1: I like all sorts of different yeah. kinds of music. Yeah. I remember um, when I first met you, mm-hmm. um, I met you at the uh, Agape Club of all things. What do you call it? Agape Club. Who's going to go to you a... You said Agape. A gape, <laughs> agape. A G A P E. Which means in in uh, uh, Greek. Greek, it means unconditional love.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Well, no, that's Eros love that you just went, hmm.
2: No. Yeah, I, it is. Yeah, unconditional yeah,
1: love, you don't go, ooh, ooh. You go, oh,
0: okay. oh Bit. Okay. I'm so anyway, show. let's go.
1: Oh, I said so anyway again. I did,
2: mm-hmm.
1: I did it. I did it. I did it. I get. Okay. Every time I say that set of words, I'll give you 25 cents. All right. How am I going to do this? <laughs> <clears throat> I remember taking you uh, I asked if I could take you home and so we got in my car my 67 old cutlass supreme baby mm-hmm. with the with the the big mufflers underneath and when I started up it went mm-hmm. like that it was cool had a had a uh, bench seat in it so I could have my honey right next to me but of course that day I just met you and you were as far away from me um on the passenger side as you could possibly yeah, and get.
2: you hadn't just met me you we met a few weeks earlier, I think, yeah, but, but yeah, but I yeah, I was hugging the door, definitely.
1: and you pulled out a my cassette tape box full of cassettes
2: hmm.
1: and on the inside it said, "I heart music <laughs> now, this is the first time she's ridden in my car. And we're driving, and we're going the long way home to Raymond because I wanted the beach. Because I wanted to take her for a romantic walk on the
2: beach and put my
1: hands in her hair as it blew. The wind blew her hair back, which we did eventually go on the walk. And uh, I think you that's didn't
2: what get your hands in my
1: hair. That no, day. I didn't, but I no, wanted I. to. Anyway, um, <laughs> you uh, you opened up the tape box and you were looking through my collection and I had a bunch of Christian music and a few not Christian music things and and you took a pen of all things and crossed out music on the bumper sticker and wrote Jesus.
2: I was going to say did I give you this big lecture about how you shouldn't love music you should love Jesus or did I just write it out?
1: You gave me the lecture (laughs) and wrote it on my bumper sticker (laughs) Oh Ah, we were different back in those days. Not I that we was, don't love Jesus now. We just were well, a little I more zealous about very, things that we probably didn't need to be.
2: Very zealous. I, you know, I'm not quite sure. I, I've gotten to be a lot more liberal about my music taste than I used to be I over used the to years. Be very conservative. I mean, well, last, okay.
1: Well, I this don't... is why. This is why, folks listening, you'll have to understand mm-hmm. this. Back in the day, um, when you became a, a believer or, or gave your heart to Christ, there was a certain standard that people felt like you were supposed to even though they themselves didn't live it, they told everybody else this is how it's supposed to be so we were we were involved in church- church circles that basically your behavior or how you did things equated if you were spiritual well, or not
2: you know to some degree other part was i think as a a teenager young person um I had heard this one Christian singer who um, I really liked, called, his name was Keith Green. And he talked about, uh, well, he kind of talked against the hypocrisy in church and religion. And he was just saying <coughs> oh, that <clears throat> that you shouldn't call Jesus Lord if you don't. And the Lord is another name for master. Boss. Boss. You shouldn't say that Jesus is the boss of your life if you don't do what he says. Right. And uh, I don't know. He he was like just really challenging to wishy washy Christians to live a Christian life and not just say. Well, it, and and I but... think
1: that's kind of some of the roots of what we believe because um, he wasn't as legalistic as as much as saying, look at live the lifestyle it's not about church it's about Mm -hmm. where you're at and that's why some of the churches didn't like him very much he actually died he got killed in a plane crash when he was young with some of his kids wasn't it Mm
4: -hmm.
2: it
1: was kind of sad but anyway oh 25 cents to you
2: all right this this might be profitable
1: yeah he uh (laughs) he passed away his music was really cool and everything but uh still one
2: of my favorite you know singers as far as but now here's one of our tips
1: for staying married for a long period of time now i
2: like that but now anyway okay here's a tip Mm -hmm.
1: speaking of this stuff um things that we we've evaluated over the years some of the things that are really truly important versus Mm -hmm. some of the trends or things come and go they come in style they go out of style society and and things change around us mm-hmm. but our relationship with god should be real and genuine and honest and it's not about the works that we do it's it's more about what our relationship is like with god and we've kind of learned that over the years and we, we found that no matter how hard we try to be a certain way we are who we are and mm-hmm. we all make mistakes and we all have a a situation on our hands where we need desperately God and that I think that's been a real key to our our stuff. But we've what what a week we've had. I'm sorry, we were supposed to talk about our week. Okay. And we got right into the things. But we've got all sorts of comments from people that we want to play. We've uh, we've we've been busy. You've been working. I've been working.
2: Last week I had the flu and then Andrew got the flu after I was done with the flu. (laughs) Oh and I didn't
1: get it and I'm very grateful that I didn't get it. I don't want the flu. It,
2: it was it was pretty bad. So. We don't have
1: to de- detail it.
2: No, we won't. Let's
1: just say no. it was bad.
2: It was like I'm glad we didn't have to call the vet to put me down because you know, <laughs> the <vet>.
1: Hey, Rick, <laughs> call the vet. I'm not feeling so hot. <laughs> was, How yeah. much do you charge to put my wife to sleep? <laughs>
2: Oh, believe me, there is an hour or two there that I would have said, "I want to be with Jesus. Just please let me out of my misery." But,
1: I hope not. Gee,
2: uh, it was not fun. But anyway, we. Ah! Oh, oh! I, okay, okay, now
1: we're even. We're even. even.
4: <laughs> we're
2: even.
1: <laughs> we'll call this the. I can't say the words. The, the. <laughs> no, I don't even want to say that because that doesn't sound right. The the B A show. <laughs> no, I don't think that's gonna no. work. <laughs> oh mercy! Okay. Then moving right along,
2: moving right along.
1: So what else did you do this week besides have the flu?
2: I developed quite a farmer's tan. <laughs> I I've been doing um, yard work outside for different people, and
1: which is a convenient thing to do yard work outside because if <laughs> yeah, you did yard work inside, it might not be work well. Kind
2: of messy, but
1: well, that and grass doesn't grow inside. Hmm. <laughs> Well, not the kind of grass thing. That...
2: <laughs> Around here in the Northwest, I think quite a bit does, but not at our house. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> but...
1: <laughs> we we get stories all the time in the paper about people that Have the big P, P-, P- P-U-D, the PUD the P and PUD is our public utility district, so our electric company. Um, we'll have these big huge uh thing that'll go investigate and the people are like well we're not using any more electricity and then they'll find a wire from the pole right next to them going to like a garage or or, a, attic or an or attic something. and it's full of
2: the growing lights to grow
1: It's full of marijuanas
2: Yeah <laughs> That
1: happens around here a lot. Okay, so yeah. we I mean, are talking about your week. So you yeah. got the farmers tan. What I else did, did you farmers do? Tan did you have anything else over. exciting happen?
2: Um, just that I got better and Andrew got better. That was a good. Got better. Got better. Um, she turned me into mm-hmm. a new. Yeah, and I possibly today if I get the podcast done in time, I'll get to see one of my great nieces I've never met before, and she's like five years old. Wow, that'd be but great for your niece. Down, great niece down in California, and my niece and her family are up, and a bunch of other family. So okay, we well, may get to visit them. Today.
1: Ask the question for me.
2: So, dear, what have you done this week? And and keep this short because I know you've done a lot and, <laughs> and that would take up our whole okay, podcast. Now,
4: <laughs> this is a
1: first on the podcast. Instead of me interrupting her and saying, come on, move along. And by the way, I just want everyone to know that the comments about me um, interrupting Amy on a frequent basis have been noted. I'll try better to be nice. But you just have to expect three-hour podcasts. And now today, you're telling me to well. Keep I just it know short. you've
2: worked on a lot of different projects. Okay, here's projects another tip week, in marriage: so if you want to
1: stay together, be honest with each other, but not mean or I brutal. Wasn't mean. No, about I, and that. I'm saying you did pretty I good there. I was just
2: saying our expectations are to get on to the other subject and not just talk about your your um, <sighs> voiceover work and your music work. Even though that is important and it's helping pay the bills right now, boy, I'm digging myself out of
1: you. you yeah, Digging yourself into it is what you're doing.
2: Yeah, I'm not doing very well.
1: Well, I happen to have my, iPod, my iPad with me. <laughs> okay. I, can you believe that? Yeah. I've been playing uh, Words with Friends and Hanging with Friends, a new game that I really mm-hmm. enjoy with a bunch of people. I have
2: too, but I'm not very good at that Hanging with Friends game.
1: And I did um, a bunch of work on the iPad this, this week. For a couple of different clients. One client, I will let everybody know when the time comes, but they have a a big, huge project that I got to do a voice for, and I can't say anything about it, but I can tell you that I got to write some uh, boys in the hood beats for it.
2: Yeah, I heard that. Yeah, so
1: now you got this is from my iPad, everybody.
2: I actually rapped to this a little bit. Last no, no, day. this is a, that was a different
1: one. different one. Yeah, this one was, this one was, look, look,
4: look, look, look look look, 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 to look.
2: And I had a lot of paper and tape yeah. to clean up when I was done. I don't get it. I was rapping. <laughs>
1: <sighs> oh my gosh. <laughs>
2: Isn't
1: that cool? That's cool. That, but that was on my iPad. Yeah. It and I even did oh this is so funny Um, we were doing a parody um, of the Usher song Um, what's that song called Um, anyway it goes I did this on my iPad too I'm playing GarageBand right now yeah 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 I can't remember he goes yeah
0: yeah 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 yeah,
1: yeah. I think I can't remember. You know what? What?
2: You have doubled the Garage Band. You know why?
1: I have doubled it. Mm-hmm. What does that mean?
2: Well, you're playing Garage Band in what was what used to be our former garage. Oh gosh. Well, we made it into kind of a studio place, mm-hmm. workplace for you, but. It was our mirage.
1: I watched a really cool video on YouTube this week that everybody should watch, except for the very end has a bad word in it, so just so you know. But uh, this is a funny one. This is on the iPad, too. It goes, I'm just a cat, and I'm doing cat things. What? I'm just a cat, and I'm doing cat things. What? I'm just a cat, and I'm doing cat things. What? It's really cool. Okay.
2: I've, I've never heard that. Is, it, is there a funny video with it or something? Yeah. Oh. It's but very funny. See, so now that makes sense because last night when our dog was being really goofy, we went out, which we really didn't need to because it ended up raining. <laughs> yeah, it's pouring but, right now. But yesterday it was a little bit warm and so we went out and watered our vegetable garden, some of our flowers and stuff, and our hanging baskets. Yeah. and And our dog went berserk. And she hadn't ever. It's the first time it got warm enough for us to, to water use the, outside, the hose. To use the hose, and
1: she decided.
2: And she decided that she was going to attack the water.
1: Yes, she did. And Try
2: to bite the water.
1: So she absolutely got soaking wet. It's and it wasn't really that warm out either, either, no. Ever? Ever.
2: And so wasn't she that warm came out in. either. She came in soaking wet, and so we decided that it would be a good time for her to have a bath because she's already half wet. Oh, that's so funny. So we had put her in the bathtub, and Catherine gave her a bath, but that was funny. And then the reason why I brought that up, mm-hmm. you know, my spaghetti brain here. Is spaghetti, you, I know. You were sing, singing that song, but you're saying, I'm just a dog, dog and, and I'm, I'm doing, doing dog, dog things. things. Rough? Yeah. Yeah. So that makes sense. Now. I think
1: I'll make a viral video out of it.
2: I'm just a dog and
1: I'm doing, doing dog, dog things. things. Ruff.
0: Ruff, ruff. Put your paws in the air like you just don't care. Sorry. Yeah. I also
1: have been working on meditation music.
0: <laughs> That's
2: a little far cry from I'm just a dog and I'm doing dog I got things. a contract
1: with a guy from the UK um, and I'm doing a bunch of songs for him um for meditation purposes. And so on my iPad I created Listen to this. This is cool. This is on my iPad. I'll just play a little bit for everybody. Here come the strings. It's really pretty. Ready? Here they come now isn't that pretty
2: yeah this one actually reminds me of like an old-fashioned hymn or something like medieval music i like it yeah and there's all different kinds of songs. The one I really want you to do, you say you don't have um, the instrument for, is um, I want you to do Native a Native, American, Native American, flute. American flute.
1: I don't have a Native American <clears throat> Native flute. You know, flute. you
2: have thousands of instruments between your iPad and your Korg, and you don't have a Native American flute. What's what's the deal with that?
1: Well, maybe I could find something that sounded kind of like it, but I don't know. I don't have one that's named Native American flute.
2: Hmm.
1: I also did another relaxation song.
2: You've done a lot of them.
1: This is pretty. This is also done on the iPad.
2: Do I hear one of those like egg shakers in there?
1: You do. I'm so glad you can pick out different things of music now. Isn't that pretty?
2: Yeah.
4: Have it's actually
1: used- some simul- simulated crickets. The song is called Crickets. Have you
2: used one of those rain? I and have. I don't one. have one. You are used to, but... But I'd
1: like to get one. Yeah. I love those. Yeah. Rainmakers are cool. They're a big tube with, like, beans or something in it, or rice or something. And when you move the bamboo tube, it goes... Like that. Uh, like, you want me to do that again? No, I, I got it.
10: That's good.
1: Here, I'll, I'll make them right on this. okay Very goofy. all okay. right I also did some um not just some stuff on the iPad but I also produced a bunch of the music on the on just actually playing keyboard which you kind of enjoyed having me playing the keyboard lately haven't you um,
2: yeah i I actually really like I said you courted me with piano music you like wooed me and yeah um, yeah, I've I've always enjoyed your piano playing. Well
1: I've been working on this one song in particular that I think people really enjoy and uh it's actually set to thunder and rain. Isn't that pretty? <clears throat> So what do you think?
2: I think that's really pretty.
1: I wanted to give a shout out to all you fathers out there. Just say, happy Father's Day. Yeah. And to my dad, um, I love him. And dad, if you're listening, I love you. And I want to play the song that I wrote for you 20 some years ago when my son was just a baby. I wrote this song for you in honor of Father's Day. And I still believe every word of it. So here you go, dad. I love you. Thank you for everything.
0: I remember in the cold you built a fire and I do recall the warmth it gave to a song. Daddy, I could see you play. Your baseball cap on backwards as always You were trying to make me laugh And I remember you And all those crazy things you used to do In the summertime and in the spring I thank you, Dad, for the love you bring Pulling weeds from the garden On a warm summer's day Sharing all my thoughts On the world around me You would listen And then we'd play The little red truck And the barbecue The swing outside And in the yard. Throwing apples to the horses Somehow those times, they don't seem that hard Cause I remember you And all the crazy things you used to do In the summertime and in the spring I thank you, Dad, for the love you bring I thank you, Dad, for the love you bring.
1: Like, what are you waving at? You're wave, You. You. She's making. Oh, this is another thing that <laughs> happens in our marriage. Ever since I met Amy, she yeah. does. She has her own language Sign language that she uses and she tries to if, it's if not there's a sit- my own yes sign it is language. If I there-
2: actually do know sign language I had a friend in
1: you're in- kidding me because no. all these years I thought you were just making this up so <laughs> I she don't does know
2: all of so, the sign so while the song is going I I saw closed- the
1: lights the lights flicker and I look over at her <laughs>
2: I was waving and she's waving that's, at that's me that's universal sign language is like I need your attention
1: and she makes this she makes this little walking thing with her with her fingers like a little guy's walking <laughs> And she points at the door. So in other words, can you push pause? I need to run to the bathroom.
2: <laughs> exactly, but I was not wanting everybody to know that.
1: <laughs> See, this is what happens when you've been married for 25 years. You you can interpret weird sign language. Okay, go ahead, dear.
2: <laughs> push pause. Okay, we're
1: going to push pause. And, well, actually, I'll tell you what. I'll, I'll play something, and we'll be right back after this.
11: Happy 25th wedding anniversary, Rick and Amy. This is Wayne in Southern California. You know, I was thinking 25 years of marriage, that's one-fourth of the way to a century of marriage, okay? So congratulations on that. What are you going to be having for your anniversary dinner? Some waffles and spaghetti? I heard you mention that before. I think they're both fabulous. Never had them together, so uh, to each their own, I think that'd be a fabulous uh, anniversary dinner. Uh, anyway, I'm glad to have come across you both and your Take Him With You podcast. I think I first heard about you from my buddy Jeff Roney, and so thankful to uh, Jeff for uh, letting me know about you guys. Anyway, it's a pleasure to hear you both every week on your Take Him With You podcast and watch some of the YouTube videos in fact, I'd like to take you both out to lunch sometime, You know, whether I make it up north on my way to visit some family up in Upper Washington, or if you guys make it down to Southern California, get in touch with me and we'll chill. So again, happy 25th wedding anniversary, and now back to your Take Him With You podcast, already in progress.
1: <laughs> you can tell Wayne is a podcaster, isn't he?
2: Yes, he is. I listen to his fringe podcast from time to time,
1: yeah he's got he's a great guy. He does voiceovers and stuff like I do.
2: I'm mm-hmm. not
1: cool yeah. anyway. We like talking ah oh, twenty five cents to you okay. We like talking on Haytel back and forth. He's down in Southern California, and I'm up here in the Pacific Northwest, and we push a little button and talk to each other.
2: I think we could share some of our rain with him It's raining now
1: He gets rain too But he also is an avid gardener along with his wife Mm
2: -hmm.
1: In fact I think his wife has a gardening business Or some type of business Where she designs And sells shrubberies for a living Hmm. She's Roger Roger the shrubber
2: I don't think she's Roger And you must cut it down With a herring
1: Oh you have to say it right With a herring.
2: herring Very good
1: See, now that's yeah, the other thing about being that. married for 25 years. <laughs> I actually get my wife to now quote Monty Python, <laughs> even though she's only watched it like once.
2: No, I've watched it about three or four times.
1: You have? Yeah. Bad, awful, naughty Zoot.
2: There, there's a couple parts in there that are rather. Oh, which I just remember was grail shaped. Yeah. Naughty. 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 <laughs> naughty, evil. We actually had a cat named Zoot.
1: Yes, we did. We named our cat Zoot. We've had all sorts of pets during Mm. our married life. How did we get into having pets? By the way, thank you, Wayne, for your comment. That was really nice. I'm we really just, liked I'm your comment. i just
2: trying to see how you're going to get it back on subject because you got off subject. I
1: did go off subject. We were talking about Wayne and everything, and he did some really the nice strawberries,
2: things. and that led us to Monty Python. That led us to our cat named Zoot, and that led us to pets. Which,
1: Which makes a point of his thing about waffles and, <laughs> and spaghetti. spaghetti.
2: But you help spaghetti. And win, this is Emma. one of the things I was going to
1: say. The longer you live with somebody, the more you take on some of their characteristics.
10: Yeah. And
1: sometimes I can get off track because you've taught me taught how you. to like spaghetti. I've
2: taught you how to enjoy life and go with the flow of random thoughts taking you interesting places that's
1: better than saying you've taught me to ramble aimlessly
2: <laughs> <laughs> okay ramble. True. you're saying I ramble aimlessly
1: Well, you are Amy but I'm not you aimless. ramble aim aimlessly.
2: Aim aim lee, not aimless. Whatever. Yeah.
1: Moving along.
2: Okay. <laughs> we needed that.
1: We asked the question on Facebook. What did we ask? Or what did I ask? What? It was an impromptu question. I
2: didn't know we were going there already. So oh, I don't okay. Well we don't, have to. We don't I, have to. I can get there, but I have to I have to get there. It's gonna take me a minute. So um, so we covered... So we
1: while you're looking through that...
2: So what are we going to do for our anniversary? People might want to know.
1: Wh- why do they care?
2: Well, you never know. They what might what things have
1: stood out over the years on our anniversary that we've done?
2: Because <laughs> oh. we've
1: had quite the, the anniversaries. Oh. Let me see. I remember I the bad t- ones. I,
2: I can definitely remember the bad anniversaries. Like
1: when I popped an intercostal muscle?
2: That was our 14th. And... I thought it was 15th. I think it was our no, 14th. Oh, it was
1: our 14th because our 15th we were on the houseboat.
2: Yeah, our 14th and I think maybe he made up for our 14th. His yeah. our 14th he was working and we watched
1: X-Men in a hot tub.
2: Woohoo. That was on our the houseboat. 15th.
1: Yeah, that was great.
2: That was a good anniversary. But the it was four, a great the anniversary. year beef, the woo-hoo. year beef, Okay, we don't need to woohoo anymore. Um I'm getting red. Um
1: I got news for you. You're read a lot.
2: Yeah. So, (laughs) so our 14th wedding anniversary. You decided that you were going to work, and we're going to celebrate later, which is always, you know. Well, it was because
1: that was the night that we had our youth church when we were youth pastors. Rick
2: was youth pastor, and he also helped with the worship band. So, now,
1: ladies and gentlemen, if I was this old now, and I was still the youth pastor, and it was our anniversary on the night of youth church. I would have had somebody else take it, and I would have taken my wife out now. But back then, I was a workaholic.
2: Yes, you had a very bad um, workaholism problem, and I have since <laughs> changed of, my way. On top of working on our uh, on anniversary, top of all
0: smoky, uh, all covered
1: with cheese. Kids,
2: you're really getting off. I this lost subject. my poor
1: meatball when somebody sneezed. You're going to get
2: another email from someone saying that they're that Go you're ahead. being rude for Go interrupting ahead. me. All right, you were <laughs> talking about. Her.
1: Notable so, anniversaries.
2: <laughs> on this particular anniversary, on top of it being our anniversary, and you choosing to work and not getting someone to fill in
4: uh-huh.
2: in the evening, right? Um, you also had pneumonia. Yeah. And you'd had pneumonia for weeks and still continued working, uh, and <clears throat> little workaholic problem. I, I so, I'm here, I'm here.
1: also go ahead. <laughs>
2: So, um, I come into the sanctuary to see you doubled over in extreme pain because when you were warming up (coughs) for the worship band that night, yeah, you went into a coughing fit and weren't able to hold your ribs because you had a guitar in front of you,
4: yeah,
2: and it popped an intercostal muscle.
1: Intercostal, uh,
2: costal muscle.
1: I don't even know how to pronounce it. So,
2: anyway, we weren't oh. Or even I just said it. You didn't. Sweet, even catch me. I don't owe you anything now. Um <laughs> our our doctor's nurse, the uh-huh. nurse from our doctor's office, happened to go to the same church and walked in and said, You may have broke was it your sternum, you know, that little bone in your chest right in between your rib case, cage. No,
1: I've never seen it.
2: I don't know either. But anyway, she said you may have, you know, cracked a rib or you know, or So we his.
1: spent our anniversary <laughs>
2: In the ER.
1: In the emergency room.
2: hmm and, and they
1: gave me drugs.
2: And, and, and on, then weeks after and then, that, I was on the couch. And then we were scheduled to take a family camping trip after that. Oh, this is crazy.
1: Which, this is crazy. Which
2: was a good thing because really you look like a monster. Now, you why look, did I look like a monster though? You looked though. very scary.
1: Because when I was in the emergency room.
2: <clears throat> it hurt so bad for
1: for me to cough. If I coughed, it was like somebody stabbing me in the in the in the uh, ribs. Mm-hmm. So I So
2: you tried to hold so it in. So
1: I tried to not cough and I just held it in and it burst the blood vessels in my eyes. Oh. All, All of, of them. them.
2: So there was not a single place. So of I So like
1: a, I looked like a zombie vampire, with blue blue eyes in the middle, and red, they were like bright bloody red eyes. Like and I didn't have to wear contact. We
2: went camping, and um, <laughs> you couldn't carry anything. And I had three little kids at that time. Catherine was only like two years old, or something. Yeah. Um. So and the boys weren't much much older. I think maybe Nathan was eight.
1: They got a kick and out of my eyes. They thought it was cool. They, they had a cool looking cool. dad.
2: But we went. I could just <laughs> jump
0: out and go. <laughs> <laughs> for for
2: a treat one day, we went to like Burger King or McDonald's. I can't uh-huh. remember what it was. That and, back then, those were treats. And you took um, you took your sunglasses off. Uh-huh. You'd had the. It worked out fine camping because most Cause of the time and, you had the yeah. sunglasses on. But we went inside the restaurant. Uh huh. And it got too dark with your sunglasses on, so you took them off. Yeah. And the eyes of this little girl that was sitting on the table next to us, she's, she's like, "Oh,
1: <gasps> I should have, I should have turned at that point and went boo!" But I didn't. I didn't. I wasn't nice.
2: You, you were, you scared that little. So, what girl. other
1: exciting things have we done on our anniversary? I got you. I remember one year, um, I got you "Search for Spock" on VHS.
2: You know, you've really got that wrong. That was for my birthday one year. Oh, that's right. You, you've said that wrong before. I
1: have. Okay, so what other notable anniversaries? Only two?
2: Oh, no. No. How about when leave. we were
1: totally poor and we had no money at all and we're broke?
2: You know, those are actually kind of fun anniversaries. We had some anniversaries specifically right after we had a baby uh-huh. and I didn't want to leave a newborn because I was nursing and all that. Um, and we had... It's not ooh. It's what God made women to do with their babies. So it's not ooh.
1: I'm not complaining.
2: So we we had a few anniversaries, which we just had a you bake, you bake pizza, pizza M Ms, and ice
1: cream, and a movie.
2: Yeah, I don't even remember the ice cream. I remember you bake pizza and M Ms for dessert. Yeah, yeah, and we watched like a Star Trek video,
1: <coughs> which just goes to show that over the years, celebrating our our time together. Um, it doesn't cost a whole lot to do no. a, an anniversary. We'd, you could. You can pay a lot. We
2: actually only had two anniversaries where we spent what was a significant amount of money to us. Our 15th wedding anniversary, you took us, took me to a houseboat for a couple nights. And then our 20th. And that was nice. In um, our 20th.
1: We flew to Las Vegas, mm-hmm. and I got to go to the Star Trek experience, baby. And,
2: and I got to go to the Grand Canyon. So baby. that was our big um, anniversary So I together. enjoyed
1: Jean-Luc and the Klingons, and you enjoyed a big hole in the ground.
2: It was a beautiful hole in the ground. Thank yeah, and you. for our
1: anniversary, on it was the day of our anniversary, our, our 20th anniversary. We were on this stuffy bus with a bunch of other tourists driving all the way from Las Vegas to... The uh with a with a tour guide that wouldn't shut up. Oh my gosh, that guy talked and talked and talked and ta- and then we're supposed to tip him at the end, but we stopped for dinner at a gas station and we enjoyed a chicken uh sweet onion teriyaki chicken sub together. Standing alongside standing a dirty. On the road. hot pavement yeah. in the ninety eight degree weather. Mm-hmm. That's how we celebrated our anniversary eating a sandwich.
2: I, I didn't mind because I was really glad to see the Grand Canyon. So I thought that was good. You were more put out than I was, but you...
1: I just sat back on the seat because I won't go close to the edge. I didn't want to fall off. Yeah, you
2: did not. Well,
1: I sat with a Japanese tourist.
2: We we both had different highlights of that trip. (laughs) Because I didn't... I mean, I like the Star Trek um, experience thing that we went to uh-huh. except for that I got motion sick. Yeah, you
1: did. You got and motion sick wasn't on the clean. Yeah.
2: I don't I you know, I'm doing better, but I used to not do motion very well. Yeah. And you don't do heights very well. So when I went you know, I wanted you to experience the whole Grand Canyon adventure with me. Mm-hmm. You were sitting back on a bench 30 feet behind me, and I was right up at the edge. Well, there
1: was a there was two or three buses that pulled up about the time we did, mm-hmm. and they were full of Japanese tourists. And so they were all off enjoying things, but they could tell that some of them didn't like heights either. So I sat back with a lady who didn't speak any English and tried <laughs> to communicate with her while you looked over the edge. Yeah. And I took pictures of you looking over the edge because I wasn't going anywhere near that yeah. And now they have this insanely stupid thing called a sky bridge. Have you heard of that? yeah, my friend Richard Pete our, our podcast he's awesome uh he and his family went out and it's got a glass bottom on it, so you go out over the uh-huh. the uh Grand Canyon and you're suspended. And he, he's got a picture of him and his family jumping on it. Oh, my gosh. I would pee my pants. Literally, I'd be throwing up and freaking out and paralyzed in you, fear.
2: You wouldn't go out on it. No You'd be way. back 30 feet No. Behind. No
1: way you would ever catch me doing that. I might. Oh, my might. gosh.
2: You know, to me, heights don't bother me as long as there's like a, a railing or something. I don't know that I would really like to go
1: yeah well anyway
2: skydiving or something unless the plane was burning up but you know.
1: know oh I did it anyway again all right 25 cents to you We'll be <laughs> right back with uh, your comments on Facebook after this
2: still trying to find
1: it' you're, you're talking over the top of the music I was trying to play with mm-hmm. a nice little segue Shh. I can talk to her like this I've been married for 25 years
12: you all say about that. Hey, Rick and Amy, it's your friend Joe from Toronto here. Uh, And I know Rick sent out a request for some comments about marriage. Well, conveniently, uh, today, June 16th, is actually my fourth wedding anniversary with uh, my wife Fran. And while I don't have a ton of experience compared to others at being married, I figured uh, I could say or I could talk about uh, one little thing that uh, the both of us have learned over the past four years. Unfortunately, Fran's not feeling well. Otherwise, I'd uh, I'd get her to say a few words too. But anyways, I guess the the biggest thing for me is to uh, to make sure that the both of you are are on the same page, or the both of you always have the same goals in mind. Not necessarily that you always need to be that you need to like the same things, you need to do the same things, but that you know that you're overall direction in life is going towards the same place. Like, say, my goal is to settle down and start a family, and Fran's goal is to be a go-getter and, you know, put career above all else, then, you know, that might diverge paths. And the way you get through that is is by communicating and talking and talking and talking until you can't talk anymore so that, you know, you always know where the other person stands on, on whatever issue or, you know, globally in general. So, you know, that's one of the important things that I've learned over, uh, over the past four years, and uh, I hope that that works out for me and that, that uh, I experience many, 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 many more years of, of wedded bliss and that they are as awesome as these first four years have been. Thanks, guys.
1: Thank you, Joe, for your comments. You are awesome. Isn't he?
9: Hi, Rick and Amy. Daniel from England here. Today I've got with me my lovely wife, Laura.
6: Lovely. Hi. Yes, you're lovely. <laughs> of course you
9: are. Uh, it's a podcasting debut, so she's a little bit nervous. She's never done one of these before. <laughs> Laura has recently started listening to the podcast, as I've, I've let you know already. Um, what do you think?
6: Um, I think the podcast is great, um, I think Rick and Amy seem like a lovely couple and a shining example to us all, although Rick does interrupt Amy too much. He's <laughs> oh, explained why he does that. No, <laughs> we're only joking. Um, and I'm, I'm just getting into sort of religion and learning about it myself, so I really enjoy what you've got to say about the Bible and about, um, about God.
9: Excellent. Right, we'd just like to say, before we, we start on our comments, um, we'd lo- lo- just like to congratulate you on the fantastic achievement of 25 years of marriage. <laughs> um, Laura and I hope that we um, are as successful in our marriage as, as you guys are. Right, well you asked for opinions on what makes marriage work. Well, we, we've had a sit down and think about it. It's taken us a couple of days to sort of get our heads around it, because there's so many things you can say. Uh, for me personally, uh, I think, and I love. By the way, I love being married. It's one of the, you know. It's, it's I love love being married. Like, what can I say? But for me, what I think is um, is being best friends to me is the the key thing for it. It's the, it's, it grounds you in in the marriage because um, marriage, you know, and life isn't a fairy tale, and you need you need that grounding, in my opinion. And Laura, what do you think?
6: Well, I thought long and hard about this and just like you did Daniel and I came up with lots of things I had learned that made living together and day-to-day life easier for example the old chestnut of don't go to bed on an argument etc etc and but really I agree with you Daniel the crux of a successful marriage is to remain friends and to always try to be for your partner what you want your partner to be for you oh that's lovely <laughs> do I
9: does it work? <laughs> it, of course it does my love That's why we're still here Anyway guys What we'd just like to say Once again um, I hope We hope you have a wonderful day On your 25th anniversary And huge congratulations And we look forward to listening to the show Take care now Bye bye
6: And many more happy years
9: Yes Bye
6: Bye
2: Why thank you Daniel and Laura um, That was very sweet of you And very good advice
1: very nice. And the card, too, that they sent all the way from England. It got all the way across the pond to us. It's beautiful.
2: Very, very
13: beautiful. Hey, Rick and Amy, this is Al. And Joyce. And we're from the Tales from the Mouse House Disneyland podcast.
5: And we also do the Fast Forward And Just Because Podcast. Mm -hmm.
13: We just wanted to take this uh, opportunity to uh, say congratulations on 25 years of marriage.
5: Yes, congratulations, 25 years. That is so awesome.
13: It is. It is. It's amazing. Now, you had asked us uh, for some comments on what we think, or at least what has worked for our marriage. Uh, We've been married, what, almost uh, 15 15 years now? And um, well, for me personally, I think it is... You know, just wanting to be with the person that you're with.
5: I agree. I mean, Al's my best friend. I can talk to him about anything. Um, You know, he's the love of my life, and like I said, he's my best friend, and Mm -hmm. I can share anything with him. And I think some of the um, the things that have made our marriage successful is that, um, you know, we're very open with each other we communicate and we started off our marriage the way that we wanted it to be so you know we weren't like
13: lying to each other
5: <laughs> yeah because you know we started it the way that we knew we wanted it mm-hmm. so if you started off
13: honesty is very important yeah mm-hmm. and yeah, I you, think it's worked for us yeah you have to be honest with each other you, you can't Uh, hold things back and uh, you know for us we think that it's important to want to spend time with each other Now, that's what I meant by uh, my earlier comment Uh, we we've encountered so many couples who just can't believe that we want to spend every moment together I mean we work at the same company we do everything together Um, we go to the store together we do just about everything together and most people can't understand why and our comment to them is, if you if you think that we're weird because we want to be with each other, then you have not found your soulmate.
5: That's very true. Yeah.
13: So, you know, I think that uh, wanting to be with with each other is important. Um, honesty is very important, and just you, you got to understand that it's okay to argue. I mean, it's kind of unrealistic to believe that uh, you're going to be together forever. And not argue, right?
5: That's right. Just don't go to bed mad.
13: Right. My mother always said, never go to bed angry. Okay, sometimes Joyce and I had to stay up for a few days. <laughs> but, uh, you know, work it out. And, and understand that there is absolutely nothing that you can't handle with each other and with God.
5: That's right. And, you know, just one last thing to add. Um Al and I have said this many, many times, but we feel like we balance each other out. Um, you know, I have my weaknesses. He has his. And What?
13: Me? Weaknesses? All right. Maybe I do.
5: And like minus purses and shoes.
13: <laughs>
5: um, Those are addictions. Well, yeah. But, you know, it's just kind of like... He helps me mm-hmm. realize that I don't need that extra pair of shoes or...
13: <laughs> and she helps me realize I don't need yet another gadget. But <laughs> all kidding aside, you got to love each other. Don't just jump into a relationship. Don't jump into marriage. Make sure that, that it's right for you, and uh, you'll be successful. Happy anniversary, you two, and uh, we hope to... Uh, to be giving you comments on your 50th. Yeah.
5: Again, happy 25th anniversary.
13: Happy, happy anniversary. Happy, happy anniversary. Sing it, Joyce.
5: No, I'm not singing.
13: Okay. Later, guys. Uh, wasn't that awesome? Aw, uh,
2: I have tears in my eyes. I know, but very... more from laughing. I <laughs> that's so funny. <laughs> and,
1: Alan Joyce hit it right on the head.
2: And they're in trouble because I listened to their their one year anniversary podcast yeah and it made me want to take my whole family to Disneyland. Disneyland I
1: know that'll have to happen, I know. happen thank you for your comments you guys very very special indeed and great advice
8: Hey, Rick and Amy, it's Kenny from California. I'm also the host of Knights of the Guild podcast and the MASH 4077 podcast. Just wanted to send in a quick message and say congratulations on 25 years. That is fantastic. And I have been fortunate enough to actually meet both of you. Uh, Rick and I have been friends for many years, and we took a trip up last year to the Pacific Northwest, where you guys live. And we had three awesome, awesome days hanging out with you guys. And you guys are, are just as wonderful in person as you come across on your podcast. I was very excited when Rick started his podcast. I listened to it every day or every every time it came out and then he added Amy and it took it to a whole new level and the interaction between you two is fantastic uh, you guys can tell you're a married couple and it's very cute at times and I think you guys really just work off each other very well it's funny because both of you guys seem like you're very two different types of people but that being said There are similarities, and I think that's what's great about your relationship is that you do complement each other, but you also have enough similarities that you can be compatible as well. You know, I know both you guys like gardening. Uh, Rick likes sci-fi. Amy puts up with it. You know, Rick likes uh, loud rock and roll music, and Amy is more country, you know, more folksy, that type of music. Um, Of course, you guys both Share in your spirituality, which I'm sure that's a key thing. So that's one great thing you guys have in common. And uh, I envy you guys for what you have and what you have to come. I mean, you know, you guys will be together the long haul. I can see it. And it's an incredible experience to, to spend, you know, this life on this planet with one person who you truly love and who is meant to be with you. And I think that is just so—that's just cool. And you guys have raised three wonderful children. Uh, I've been fortunate enough, like I said, I actually met two of them. I haven't met your oldest son; Uh, he wasn't around when we were visiting. But um, your daughter Catherine and your your middle son Andrew uh, were—you can just tell. you, You you can just tell when you can just tell good people. I mean. And, you know, it's just the way they were brought up, the way they treat others, the way they see the world, it's from their upbringing. And you guys are an incredible family. If anybody has a chance to visit the Moyers, take it. I can't wait to get back up there just to visit, which hopefully will help be happening soon. Or they'll be coming down to Southern California to visit me. But you guys are just an incredible family. And I just want to congratulate you on your 25 years of of being together. And, you know, I'm sure there's another 25 in there and beyond. So, uh, you know, the first 25, I'm sure were crazy times. We'll see what the next 25 uh, will be. You guys are fantastic. Congratulations again. I love you both. And I'm sure I'll be talking to you guys soon. Take care.
1: Well, that was very, very kind, Aww, Kenny. That
2: was, that was sweet, Kenny. And I do hope we can get down to California someday. That would be good
1: Anyway, well, I'm not going to say anyway again.
2: <laughs>
1: Thank you, Kenny. You're very kind, and we love you very much.
7: Uh, hi, Rick and Amy. This is John McDuffie, and I just wanted to wish... Uh... Rick and Amy, a wonderful, happy anniversary. 25 years is great. Uh, my wife, Marcel, and I uh, both want to say congratulations. Uh, we have been married for 27 years, as of December, and let uh, me think about any um, important things you've learned. Well, love each other all the time above anything else. Try to be nice. Treat them with respect. Um uh, Learn to compromise. That's probably one of the biggest things <laughs> I've learned. And uh, learn to not hold a grudge. Let things go. Because um, if you love each other, that's the most important thing. And if you work, because it is hard, hard work, you'll stay together and you'll have a wonderful life together. And, you know, nothing's better than than spending all your great memories with the person you love most. So, again, for Marcel and I, congratulations and have a great anniversary.
1: Love Thank you so much, John. John is a great guy. I've been listening to his book reviews years ago and done some work for him, and we become friends on Haytel.
2: And now, is um, John the one that he and his wife are going to be out in the Northwest, maybe? We're
1: hoping, yeah. They're ho- hoping to come out. We'd love to meet them. Yeah, Thank you for cool. your comments, John.
10: Hey, Rick and Amy. This is Rick Snowy. I'm Rick from Wisconsin on Twitter, and I'm calling for your anniversary show. I want to say congratulations to you for making it 25 years. Uh, My wife and I celebrated that a couple years ago. And the question of what are the most important things we've learned in staying married is probably um, that after you raise your kids, and and it's just the two of you at home. Um, you really have more time to do things together. And if you have kept that relationship healthy through all the ups and downs that come with raising kids and with life, um, then you have a good time together. Um, it's very sad that some people that are married a long time somehow get divorced later in life. I don't get it. Um, but you're there for each other. You're there to help each other through things. God gives you each other um, so that uh, you, you fill in the gaps that each other have. And my father-in-law was a minister. He performed the ceremony at our wedding. and He had told us that in our marriage you each try to do 100% of everything for the other person. And in that way, you're never uh, shortchanging the partner that God has given you. Um, hope those comments are useful. Thanks.
1: Very, very nice. Thank you so much for your comments, Rick. Uh, We appreciate them. And that's very, very true. Good sound advice, isn't it, Amy?
2: It is. I I remember talking to a a single lady one time that didn't understand marriage because she said, if I get married, I want it to be at 50-50. It doesn't work that way. No, it doesn't. (laughs) You you both give 110% and then you call it good.
3: Hey Rick and Amy, it's Tim, or King Isaac Linkser, and, uh, you asked for comments on what makes relationships stay together. Well... Hmm... If I've never been in a relationship of a serious kind, I don't really have first-hand experience with what keeps them together. But from what I gather from my parents' relationship, is that it's mutual respect, love for each other, and you know, willingness to forgive each other as well as just, I don't know, generally not screwing each other over. Um, I think I pretty much covered all the points there. And as for also asked what I might be looking for, and probably what I've just said before, and someone You know, and the ability to tolerate each other for our differences. You know, if we don't have that, then then we're as good as not going to happen, I suppose. So, anyway, keep up the great job, Rick, and I will uh, talk to you both later.
1: You owe me 25 cents, Tim. You owe me 25 cents you said anyway.
2: Hopefully we'll see you again someday, um, Tim. We had a I good love, time when you came to visit. Yeah,
1: and I love your perspective because we do have a son that is about your age. We're old, snappers. And uh, we just like hearing what you had to say. Thank you so much, Tim.
2: Yeah,
14: thank you. Hi, this is Jeannie Montgomery. Um, I'm calling because I saw your post on Facebook, and I just wanted to say the, you know, secrets, quote-unquote, to staying unmarried. Um, for us, first of all, it's been having a sense of humor and using it at appropriate times. And uh, I remember once that um, uh, James Dawson said, when you go, go into marriage with your eyes wide open, and once you're married, keep your eyes half shut. You know, ignore those things that drive you crazy. And... um the other thing is that actually revolutionized our marriage was the book, uh, "The Five Languages of Love" by Gary Chapman. It was uh, very powerful for us. So there you have it. Thanks. Bye.
1: Jeannie, thank you so much. It's so fun to. Uh, she's my Facebook friend. Aww. Yeah, she's really cool, and I know her son. Her son is that guy that uh, uh, Darren Montgomery that plays the, the awesome worship music. And he's really cool. He Wasn't
2: his album called Him and Peace? Erica.
1: Peace. Yeah. peace.
2: And my dad used to have the same um, saying about marriage, about having your eyes wide open before marriage. I and then keep them half shut up he, well, he actually said, close them real tight <laughs> <laughs> after.
1: Thanks for your comments, Gene.
14: Yeah. Hey, Rick and Amy. It's Jen from the Anomaly Podcast. I was calling to wish you both a happy 25th wedding anniversary. That's quite an accomplishment, and you guys are setting a great example to everyone on how important it is to have friendship and uh love in a, a marriage relationship. So thank you for that example and I hope that you do ha- you have many 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 more wedding anniversaries together. Um what have I learned from my marriage? That's the question, right? I hope it's right. Well, um First of all, Dave and I have been married for 15 years, going on 16 years. We got married at a very young age. I, I frequently get teased by Angela, who says we were married at 12. That's not the case. It was, the numbers are reversed. 21. But anyway, um, we learned we've learned lots of things. Um, one that balance in a relationship is very, very important. You have to balance your your relationship, um, your family. Your hobbies and your work—none of those should uh, be heavier, you know. None of them should be uh, too too much. I guess is the word. Sorry, I haven't had my coffee this morning. Um, for instance, uh, my hobby one time at one time got in the way of my relationship. Um, I just realized that I was spending way too much time moderating a forum which I love doing and um, uh, helping to run an RPG which is a collaborative story that um, writers get together and write. Um, I had so much fun doing that with Kenny and all of the guys, um, you included Rick, but sometimes there was a little bit of bickering. Not everyone, but just like one or two people would bicker and it would, would be so stressful to me just trying to keep the peace. and um, making sure everyone followed the rules and having a, an outline written um, that everyone would follow and keeping people motivated to keep writing it was a lot of work and I, it would, you know, I did it in the evenings and I wasn't spending time with Dave like I should have so I realized that I needed to either turn it you know, turn it down, turn, you know, take it back a notch or quit but I'm an all or nothing person so I just decided to quit so I had to do that because it, you know, it's more important to spend time with my husband. That was before Aaron was born. And boy, do babies change your perspective on life. Um, anyway, that and what else? Oh, very a very important bit of advice that I was given at my wedding by a very dear family friend was, never let the sun set on your anger. And that is part of a, a Bible verse. And boy, is it true. It is very important that if you have an argument with your spouse you should deal with it in that one day as diplomatically as possible and by diplomatically I mean no yelling um, sit down and talk and maybe you might, you might want to you know get to your separate corners for a little while and then come back later and talk about it when you've cooled off but do not go to sleep until you have settled that argument because as soon as you wake up you're still mad you know, if you haven't resolved it, you're still mad and and then it becomes a snowball that becomes bigger and bigger and bigger because you're thinking of all the things that you're going to say the next time you see them and, um, you know, the way the argument could, your point could be made better this way or don't do that. Just go, just say you're sorry. And even if you weren't the one offend, maybe you, you weren't the one doing the offending, maybe you're the one that was offended, there's always something you can apologize for that will get the the ball rolling. Maybe during the argument you raised your voice and so if the other person's being stubborn you just say, I'm really sorry about the way I approached you um, during that argument. I, I shouldn't have yelled and I'm sorry. And then that usually gets the ball rolling and they say, you know, I'm sorry I said what I did. I shouldn't have said that. And whammo! Your conflict is resolved. So anyway, that's a very important thing that I've learned. I'm sorry David didn't join me on this call. We've been so busy this week, and um, we used to drive together to work in the mornings. Um, I would drop him off and go to work, but he works somewhere else now in another town, so I'm all by myself, or Aaron's with me, but I've already dropped him off. Anyway, thank you both for taking with you. I love your show, and I listen to it every chance I get. Love you guys. Talk to you later. Bye. I forgot to wish you a happy Father's Day. Happy Father's Day, Rick. This is Jen. Sorry. Um, yeah, I bet you're the most awesomest dad in the world. Well, you can't be the most awesomest dad because that's my dad. But you're the second most awesomest dad. No, wait a minute. That's my father-in-law. Okay, you're the third most awesomest dad in the world. No, that's my husband. <laughs> I'm just teasing you. Of course. Anyway, I hope you have a great day with all your kiddos. Um, happy Father's Day. Bye.
1: Thank you, Jen, for your great comments. They were good, aren't they?
2: Yeah. Did we say what we're doing for Father's Day, that we're going to have lunch with your dad? We'll you know, talk about yeah. that in a minute. Oh, okay. We'll talk
1: about that later. But thank you, Jen, for your comments. That was nice. Very good advice. Sounds like we have a lot of very wise friends.
2: And they got a lot of biblical advice, too. Yeah. Kind of from the Bible there.
1: Well, we are very, very blessed, aren't we?
2: very blessed to have
1: such great friends like that that would mm-hmm. take time to call and say good things about marriage and and say such nice things about us, very, very kind mm-hmm. several times there kind of got choked up,
2: yeah, that was pretty sweet, and you know, I noticed that there's a lot of um common advice through a lot of that there was a
1: thread wasn't there now, mm-hmm. and what was that thread? That you noticed.
2: Well, I I heard two things that I said a minute ago that were biblical advice. Um, one was from, the Bible says, "Don't let the sun go down on your wrath," which means what they said: don't go to bed angry. And um, we
1: have a few times.
2: A, a very few, though. Yeah, really I don't. I can't
1: think of. I mean, we've had a few real rough patches, but not not um, not for days and days.
2: No. Um, and usually I don't stay angry very long. You might. I'm the one that stays you an angry long. Stay angry long. But
1: I, as a general rule, you tend to be a little bit more on the emotional side at times.
2: Oh yeah, yeah. I've Specific times, actually. <laughs> Every thirty days or so.
1: Premonstrative syndrome.
2: Yeah, I've gotten better. Or maybe
1: it's post-moder. Never mind. Monstrative.
2: No. So um, yeah, we've had to, you know, and, and that's another thing is is you sometimes have to, you know, the wedding vows are like in sickness and in health, and for and, better or for, for worse, for better for worse. And um, I had some friends that thought they didn't want to have anything negative in their wedding vows, and I'm I'm thinking, you know, there have been times in our marriage. It's probably good that I made those vows and and were de- was determined to stick to <clears> it. Well, like
1: like what Alan Joyce said. It's unrealistic to think Mm -hmm. that if you're going to spend the rest of your life with somebody that you never have an argument, Mm -hmm. Um, you are going to. You're going to have times when you just don't see eye to eye. You're not that person. And that's just going to happen. The sooner you learn to accept that and use that as a strength, not a weakness, Mm -hmm. the better off you are. Because I know a lot of relationships that never make it because they start to get in conflict and it bugs them so much. They don't want to ever be in conflict, mm-hmm. but I think it's worth the risk to be in conflict because of the other. There's more good times than bad mm-hmm. if
2: you do it right. Well, and I think both of us at different times have had to bring up things to each other that were not easy to talk about, but the end result is that we've had a better understanding and we both could understand each other's expectations a little bit yeah. better and yeah. what you know what each other are needing and. And that's not always easy to to say. Hey, you know, I don't feel like we're meeting each other's needs in this area or whatever. But um, when you communicate that, y- you're not married to mind readers generally. And <laughs> you, I mean, there there may be a few people out there you that know, think they that are. Think they are. They're not. But most of us can't read each other's minds. And even if you've been married to each other a long time, yeah, you don't we still find things know, out
1: about each other, don't we?
2: You don't almost know. You probably know
1: most thinking. about everything about me, but I still find things about you that I didn't know.
2: You know, um, there was a, a lady that had was on Do- Dr. Dobson's show years ago. Um, her name was Jane Lush. And her advice for married people was for women that we were to keep a little mystery about us. That men like a mystery to unfold. (laughs) So it's good that I don't tell you everything all the time and leave things a little mysterious. I didn't
0: mean that. So
1: you keep things from me? I didn't know this. In 25 years, I didn't know she was keeping things from me.
2: I meant that I I find out
1: things about you that I didn't know after 25 years. That's pretty amazing, I think. That just does show... How mysterious a woman is,
2: or how clueless a man is sometimes.
1: <laughs> I refuse to comment.
2: Um, but no, I'm. But you're not right. To be
1: you amazing. are right. Most of most of us men are clueless.
2: Well, I think a lot of times we're just you know, not thinking about that kind I, of stuff. Yeah, that's that's kind of what I mean. Is that a lot of times men are are goal orientated for their careers. Well, or, I felt or bad, whatever, and they aren't as like they don't always think well. Maybe I should stop and ask my wife well, how she feels about yeah. this. Or well, like, you know,
1: like Dufster said. I mean, sorry, John. Like John said, he just doesn't understand how these people that have been married for 20, 25, 27, 28, 30 years um, get a divorce and walk away from the relationship because mm-hmm. you have so much time invested in that. But I have heard stories about yeah. people that have been married for years and the, uh, the husband comes home and there's a note on the table. And the lady just yeah. says, I've tried to tell you over and over and over. And it's, you didn't listen. You didn't listen. And the, the guy's yeah. like, what? He didn't even know that they were even in, in trouble.
4: Or and the, that happens more or, times
1: than
2: people or know. Or vice versa. I I had a cousin whose dad mm. left her mom on her on their 29th wedding anniversary around there. Boy, this is a
1: cheery subject. and
2: and then her husband, my cousin's husband, left her after 29 years of marriage. Wow! It's like ooh, <laughs> but we're don't... gonna make it to 50, so That's don't worry. Right. That's but, right. But but I think the key there is like like um, John was saying, you need to do things together and spend time together, so that when your kids are grown, you have um, a life. You have a relationship. The still, old empty nest syndrome it's doesn't it's take your marriage down. And I think. You know, the last couple of years for us have been a transition as we went from full time ministry in a church
4: mm-hmm.
2: to doing a different kind of ministry. As far as that's a weird word to some people, but as far as reaching out to people and talking in about a our faith way, and our, our lives um, through the internet. And, um, <coughs> but in some ways it was really hard. And yet in other ways it's been a blessing because. We both work from home for a while, and now I'm working out of the home, but we still get to spend a lot more time together yeah. than when you were a full-time pastor. Yeah. When you were a full-time pastor, we talked about this a little bit. Last night. Um. Well, we talked about this on the program today about what a workaholic you oh, were. Yeah, yeah. That you were gone all the time. And I had to make a point. Many times you would have meetings every night during a week. Yeah. And be gone all day too, and I would often, at least once or twice a week, bring the kids down to the church,
1: and we'd eat in the conference room to
2: have a dinner with their dad. You know, well, and that. That's and I have kind to say, a sad. I, well, it's thing. a
1: it's a bad statement on my part, but the expectation there was an expectation there that I get all these things done, mm-hmm. um, but I chose to do it. So I don't t- I won't blame anybody for that. But I will say that uh, that's one of the things that I'm very grateful about, that you married me, because a lot of women wouldn't have put up with that, and they would have just said, forget it, you're going to help with the kids, or I'm out of here, I'll take them and go, you know, and you didn't, you you decided to stick through it, and I'm glad you did, because now on the other side, I see the error of my ways, and I, you know, there, there are a really only a few regrets that I have in life, and one of them was working too much, because my grandpa did the same thing, my grandpa Hanson, and um, mm-hmm. You know, I remember when he was uh, in the hospital dying, and I'll never forget. He didn't talk about how much work he did. He talked about the relationships in his life and the, how he treated people because that was re- that's really what's most important in the and, end.
2: And you know, on that same subject, your grandpa became a believer in Jesus Christ the last year of his life. Mm-hmm. And even though he, you know, didn't get out and care around and carry a forty-pound Bible or. You know, he didn't get all preachy at people. He made an attempt that yes, last year to, communicate, to with communicate with his sons, like yeah. he had never done before, and yeah. they noticed. Yeah, and they noticed that change in his life, where he went from being kind of a grumpy old man to, to kind of a, a less grumpy out. old man. Yeah, less yeah. grumpy. But he he tried to reach out well, and have a relationship with them.
1: I'll never forget. I drove my grandma around a lot, and. Grandpa was in the uh, in the critical care unit with uh, oxygen and all these IVs in them and machines and stuff. And mm-hmm. uh, it was their, I don't remember how many year anniversary, but it was a lot in the 50s. They
2: were married more than 50 years. Yeah. So.
1: so I took her up to the hospital and she hobbled in because she didn't walk really well, you know, and had her cane and everything. And she pulled, I was in the, the room with her and they only let the private family in, you know, the...
2: Because it was ICU, right? Yeah.
1: And she pulls out this crumpled card from her purse and she gives it to him, and he opens it up and they both with tears in their. He read the thing and, and she gave him a. She bent over and tried to give him a hug and a kiss. And here they are. Here he is with tubes all over him. She can hardly get around. It's kind of a sad looking scene, but it was really one of the coolest things ever. And I sat in the corner of the room in that those little hospital chairs, and I, I just looked at it, and I was a young man and i i looked at him and i i thought i want to be like that because regardless of all their quirks and all their different things that people could have said bad about them they loved each other mm-hmm. and and they really i mean she put up with a lot of crud from grandpa <laughs> but she loved him yeah and love you know what that really is the key to everything love isn't a feeling and i just want to say that to everybody that's listening um one of the keys to having a long satisfying relationship is to remember that love isn't a feeling, it's a choice. Mm-hmm. There are days that you don't feel like you want to be married. I, and I'll just say that because I know there's days that Amy shakes her head and thinks, what have I done? <laughs> Even to this day, there's days when she goes, yeah. I can't believe. And I'm s-
2: sure that vice versa too. <laughs>
12: sure, sure it is. But,
1: but you know what? There's something about that baseline inside that says, this person's with me for the rest of my life and I'm going to stick this out. And so you go through seasons. There's seasons of when you're not feeling super close to one another, and then there's other seasons. Then you feel totally close. Like we started this program, and when I was playing that silly little "50 Ways to Keep Your Lover," I t- choked up and almost cried, and and I thought, I can't. I got to keep it together for the program, you know. But it's really, really true. There's it's something deep inside of you that when you find that person and you spend that time with them and you choose to love them even on the grumpy days even on the rough times even when the workaholism is happening even when the you know alcoholism is happening you know whatever when you choose to love a person there's a bond and a strong thing on the inside given by god i believe i really truly believe it's given by god that just goes beyond what words can describe and it's just it's one of the great things about being married don't you think
2: yeah, it's you know, it's not there there are 4th of July firework days and then there's other days that are more mundane and you just get through And them, unfortunately you okay. can't always pick those days. But you know, it's it, it is about commitment and one of the listeners who put a comment in talked about the um, five love languages book. That's a and we've we've done really podcasts that, on yeah. that. And when you just had someone ask you to do their wedding recently and you, you I tell said, them to read that book. Read that book. You have all the couples that you counsel for marriage. Read the read book. Read that book. Because
1: I do that above all the other marriage counseling because well, I think it's important.
2: And and the guy who wrote it is a believer, a Christian, but he's also an anthropologist. Mm-hmm. And he's, he went around the world and studied all different cultures and found throughout all the cultures what were the keys to having... Um, a satisfying, long-lasting marriage and yeah. relationship, and and even if you're not married, still read that book because it would help you in the workplace. It help you. It's in called your... The Five Love Languages mm-hmm. by Gary Chapman. Yeah, it's really there's a
1: lot good. of different material out there that has that title on it, but the original book, The Five Love Languages by Gary Chapman, you can also um, get it on audio as well, and it's really good. Before we go, because we're winding. Winding down here, um, there there was another person that, I can't remember which comment said this, what person commented on this, <clears throat> but they were talking about, um, um, how did they put it? Oh, becoming what the other person wants you to become or to be. I think it was Daniel and Laura that said something and like that. And
2: someone else said another, I was going to bring this up, another biblical per, um, perspective was, Treat others the way you would want them to treat you. Exactly. And that's a, one of the greatest commandments, the golden rule. Well,
1: I'll never forget very early on in our marriage. We're, I'm going to talk about sex right now. Here we go. But it applies to every area of our life. Is that okay?
2: As long as you keep it fairly rated G. <laughs> I
1: will. You know me. I, I talk I about sex too much and I turn bright red and well, can't this, talk. This
2: is the guy that can't go in the long, lingerie section of the store I refuse. I refuse. I won't do it
1: unless nobody can see me. Maybe if I shut my eyes real tight like a little kid, nobody will see me.
2: But then how so? am I supposed to see anything? Then how can you pick out a nightgown for Okay, a all right, all right, all right, right, right. let's not talk
1: about this. <laughs> you're just getting me all flustered.
2: One of these days, maybe for our 50th wedding anniversary, you'll go and pick me out a nightgown. And I I, and I won't, I won't care? I, I don't know. We'll see.
4: I can't even believe you're saying
1: <laughs> that. Okay, so early, early, early on in our marriage, there was a very, very wise couple that we spent quite a bit of time at uh, with, at their house And, uh, we were, you know, we'd been married for, I don't know, a year or two, maybe around there. Yeah. And, uh, we had a, I thought we had a pretty good relationship, but I was clueless (laughs) and I just was. And I'll never forget this gentleman taking me aside at church as a matter of fact and saying, Hey, Rick, I need to talk to you for a minute. And it was somebody I I really respected and thought was very wise he was older than me quite a bit. No,
2: they they had been married around twenty five years at that time. Yeah. yeah, and now
1: they've been married what fifty? Because we
2: helped throw him a twenty five year yeah. party. Yeah. yeah.
1: So he takes me aside and he says, "Rick, I need to talk to you because apparently you'd been talking to his wife. And you guys have been we com-
2: wash dishes together every Sunday afternoon so you, after Sunday okay. dinner. <laughs> so you were talking about
1: stuff of life in general. And so he takes me aside and he says to me, "Rick, this is the advice that I give all the couples that that I uh, counsel for marriage." Uh, the same advice he gave me and he said you know you're really you're in this for the long haul aren't you i mean don't you think you're going to be married to amy for many 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 years and i said yeah i plan on being married to her the rest of my life and he said well let me tell you a little secret you need to be patient and i'm like okay and then he goes you know you need to give 110 you whatever you do you need to make her the happiest lady on the planet and i'm looking at him clueless still and 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 I'm like what what, and and we just kept talking and everything and and by the time he was done, I got a real earful of all sorts of you know make her happy, uh, be patient, make it your goal to make her happy and to meet her needs and all these different things. And I'm like,
0: huh huh.
1: It wasn't until a couple of days later that I realized he had rebuked me, and and basically uh, said wow. that I was an impatient, arrogant.
2: But he kid. he said it in love. He did say it in love, and, and so you were so able I to
1: receive it. I did that. receive it, and you know what I found, and you can attest to this:
0: mm-hmm.
1: that that is totally true. Not only in sex, but in all the areas of our life. If we are, if we serve the other person and love them, and make sure they are fulfilled, then we ourselves get fulfilled as well. Mm-hmm. I did not see that before, and one of the reasons that relationships fails because the relationships are one sided. Mm-hmm. and and one spouse will put in a whole bunch of effort and try to love and serve the person. And the other one goes, well, that's pretty good. I'll just take it and, you know, to heck with them. Give me what I want, you know. And they don't think of the needs of the other person. A lot of times, I mean, it depends on on the marriage, but a lot of times uh, the lady will put a lot into the marriage and the guy won't. He'll just or do his own or hobbies. Or vice versa. versa. Okay. But a lot of times yes. it's the man that clueless thing, mm-hmm. but when when I realized that if I made you very happy, you would make me very happy in all areas of our life, our marriage changed considerably.
2: Yeah, it it did get a lot better. The first couple of years were a growing time. We got married very young. Yeah. Um. Another verse in the Bible that I want I came to me as you're talking about that is the Bible says, "Dwell with your wife with understanding." That's impossible. It seems impossible, (laughs) and yet, and yet, you had an older, wiser man explain some facts to you. He basically told you right there and then that women are like crock pots and men are like microwaves. It's
1: very, very true.
2: And you have to be patient with the crock pot because it takes a while to get the crock pot. But once it gets going,
1: a roast is very yummy. Yeah.
2: So be patient, men, be it's, patient it's, with your wives it's and
0: tender and tasty and you'll
2: be rewarded. <laughs> and that's our rated G sex talk. There you go. Well no, it's, not just about sex. it's not just sex talk. It's just talking about, you know, marriage. Be patient with each other and um uh, be not
1: just patient, serve one another, love one another. Now we don't always do that. Serving one another. We don't always succeed in this. Um we're but we're just saying it's one of the reasons we're still married. And one of the reasons that we will continue to be married. So mm-hmm. So before we go, let me ask you this question. In twenty-five years, um, what's the thing you like the most about being married to me?
2: Um, to me, and this probably goes back to that love language book.
1: You're eating a cookie.
2: I'm not. Okay, I, anyway. I did. Oh, ah! <laughs>
1: 25 cents I'm
2: going to get rich <laughs> I actually, I listened to some of our old podcasts the other day
1: And I do say it a lot And
2: I said it several times in the okay, old other so podcast Okay, so we owe each other so.
1: 25 cents every time we do it um, so You've earned 50 cents
2: But my favorite times together have um, just been being together Going on a hike together or um, watching a movie on the couch together just kind of being together and hanging out holding hands snuggling and you I know. like snuggling yeah so <laughs> <laughs> so but any oh I caught myself
1: yeah you did mm-hmm. so now I only owe you 25 cents
2: <laughs> um I just think for me it's it's being being with each other hanging out. Okay. And with with a, with the clarification of not your back to me with your face at the computer, but with us like sitting side by, by side or walking side by side with you know having your Well, that's the
1: beauty of the iPad cuz now I can have it in front of me <laughs> and you at the same time.
2: It's a little better. <laughs> Use
1: that on your on your spouse. See if it works. Um,
2: It's not, honey. I need an
1: iPad so that I can look directly at you when I'm talking.
2: Well, it's better than having your back to me when you're sitting at the computer. Um, But actually, actually, to have, you know. Both of us set aside our electronic devices because I'm kind of into Word with friends and Facebook too. Yes, you are. But to set those aside and She used and to, to complain at together. me for
1: years. She complained at me because of my computer stuff that I'd always be looking at the computer and do blah 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 blah. blah. Oh, sorry. And then she got an iPod Touch, and now she understands mm-hmm. better.
2: Yeah, a little. So you give me a little so more slack, don't you? What's your favorite parts about being married?
1: My favorite thing over the last 25 years because mm-hmm. my first marriage didn't work out too well um, okay I was never really married before I just sort of see what you would do uh <laughs> when, I, I don't know when I would have got married I mean, at twelve.
2: you were, you were only twenty when we got married yeah that's true. So we got married very young
1: we've been married well we've been <laughs> we've been married for over half our lives
2: for longer than we were single
1: yeah that's true yeah and I like okay well let me see I think I've said this before and trying to say it without getting too emotional. Um, There's something about having one person that you know, no matter what, and I'll say it, come hell or high water, they're going to be there for you. And really, we have, we've gone through some really tough things. Not that we initiated ourselves. Sometimes we make mistakes and we have to forgive each other. But for the most part... Major bad things that have happened to us have usually been from outside sources,
2: mm-hmm. and sometimes it's like a loss of um you know relative or loss of relationship. or dealing with disease dealing with or that kind of thing right situations
1: but I, I have to say that through all that it's there's there's a major comfort i mean we went through a really rough situation a few years ago where I lost most of my friends and it was a really awkward situation and it, it wasn't uh most people don't know it wasn't my fault, but but it, we had we went through it anyway, mm-hmm. and it seemed like everybody had abandoned me, and I I don't know there was something inside of me that thought well maybe Amy won't even stick with me through all this, but you did, and that's there's something about having that comfort inside of knowing no matter what happens, you have that person that not only has your back, but you love spending time with, and you wanna you wanna talk, you can dream with them without getting hurt
2: hmm I I think that's one of my favorite things, now that you mention it. Sometimes it's fun to dream with your spouse, even if you know that the chances of doing those things might not ever happen. Yeah. But, you know, to think, oh, wouldn't it be nice to go to Hawaii or to, you know, go visit our friends in England or, um, you know, they're those opportunities might not ever happen but it's still fun to have someone to dream Dream with
1: yeah and i i have to say you know even with all the career and career transition that's the other thing is i know you were with me and i i think one of the the most kind things and the most noble things that i ever saw you do because you're you're much more kind and much more noble than i you are you're really just a, a much nicer person i'm 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 selfish and I'm egotistical, and you know I guess it happens to people that do music and stuff like that, but anyway, ah, dang it, fifty cents i I think that you have a far better grasp on being kind than I do, and I'll never forget when we were making a decision. that's the dryer, by the way. oh, I Which, shouldn't say that because people don't hear this on our recording it, anyway seventy five cents <laughs> um. I remember sitting in the driveway of a place uh, where we were going to go in and resign my position at where I was working. And you looked right at me and you said, you know what? I don't want you to go into this situation because it's unhealthy for you. There's there. I don't want you to live in that feeling of not being supported and having people that are misunderstanding you. Um, so I'll tell you what, Rick, no matter what happens, I'll go, I'll go to work. You hadn't, you hadn't gone out into the workforce since, for, for 20 years.
2: Since I was eight, eight months pregnant with, with Nathan. My, my oldest. Yeah. yeah.
1: And I remember you saying, I mean, I baby, whatever it takes, Rick, if I have to go stuff. to work and help earn the, the living for the home, I will do that if it means that you don't have to go through this anymore. And that was I think that was part of the reason I was so emotional that day and and, and I realized it really the vows really meant something to you, for better or for worse, uh for richer, for poorer. And you've you've fulfilled that. And and you know, I'm hoping that as I get more stuff going, you know, in the business and, and we get more donations for the podcast and stuff like that, you won't have to work as much, which will be really cool. But in the meantime, you've actually stepped up to the plate and you came through with that and you I know you're tired and I know you work really hard, but it shows how much you love us, our relationship and you love me and the family and you are willing you believe in the dream that I have. Even when I've had really close friends walk away and say you're you're too much of a dreamer. I don't I don't see you ever you know get a real job kind of thing. Mhm they've left me but you haven't and you in fact you haven't you've never you've never said to me don't follow your dreams you've always said go for it it's going to work out i just know it cuz you're talented and you got all this going for you i'm here for you i'm i'm with you and you meant it and it's worked it's starting to work and mm-hmm. i just i think that is probably the coolest thing is to having that person that that uh that cares about you enough to believe in your dreams and that i love that so thank you
2: you're welcome
1: okay now <laughs> Uh, To end things up with I couldn't take you to Hawaii Like I wanted for our our 25th wedding anniversary Perhaps we'll do it on our 30th Or maybe sooner We never know how things can go Um, So just hold on I have something for you Uh, Here you go
2: What's this? This
1: is your anniversary present
2: But Come on, (laughs) open it up
1: Here we go ladies and gentlemen She's going to open. i got to take her to meet her uh, relatives in town here.
2: Oh, you're taking me in so I can have the car?
1: Or you can take the car and park mm. it. She's opening her present right now, everybody.
2: But I have a present for you, but I'm not giving it to you yet.
1: I'm giving it to you on the podcast because we're celebrating with all our friends. Ready? Here she goes. She's um, opened this very pretty package. It's a it tiny little package. It is a very package. pretty package. Uh, looks like, what does it look like?
2: It's a box. It's a box, it's and a she's opening box. the box. And it's got white tissue paper. White tissue paper in it. And then it has another little bag. And it has in a little box. bag, a
1: little gold bag in it. Mm-hmm. She's going to open the gold bag. It
2: should be silver. Well, it has a silver ball on it. Well, this. it's
1: a silver wedding anniversary. 25 big years.
2: Oh, silver inside. Oh. oh, my goodness.
1: Look at that. Wow.
2: What is it? You got my rings fixed. I've been wearing a $10, <coughs> um, a $10 just wedding band. Mm hmm. Well, and, describe um,
1: what you have there.
2: And because both of my both my engagement ring and my grandma's ring were um, the stones came out of them, and you got them fixed.
1: I did with the bigger stone. <laughs>
2: A bigger stone? Oh my goodness! Yeah, it is bigger. Wow, that's yeah. pretty. And
1: that's look so at that beautiful, that other beautiful ring I got that fixed for you as well. My grandma's
2: ring got fixed too. Wow, I'm, so you're I just, gonna have to inter me because people might like want to rip my fingers off. I know. Off. Well, well really I just pretty. I just
1: want to say in front of everyone how much I appreciate being married to you, and I I don't want to say too much because I'll cry, but uh, I do appreciate you and I love you and oh, it's my, been a good twenty five years.
2: Oh, thank you. <laughs> I look very fashionable and then beautiful. And thank you.
1: Okay, now we got to go because I'm going to cry. Okay. Thank you, everybody, for your comments. <laughs> we'll be back next week with a brand new Take Him With You. And uh, yeah, love your spouse.
2: Yes, I, my daughter's trying to talk to me. Okay, so say I'm goodbye, here. Gracie. Goodbye, Gracie. Good night,
1: Gracie. Sorry.
2: Good night, Gracie. This has been a more multimedia record. LLC. LLC. Record, production. production, copyright 2011. You think after two years I get those. All rights, All rights reserved for reserved.
1: 25 more years.
2: Thank you for putting up with us. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Thank you for putting up with me.
2: Okay. I
0: gotta be cool, get hit. Get on my tracks. Oh, oh, I'm, 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 Take the long ride, on am a little i ready, ready, raise a little thing all around. Didn't before love came to town